This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 63, Black Friday Ninjas. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast. Helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Bach, and here with me today is Mark Willis. How's it going? (laughs) So today we were wanting to cover a topic that some of you may or may not have really spent that much time ever thinking about. Maybe it's just something that kind of happens every single year and just kind of is what it is without you lending too much thought to it. Or maybe it's something you've thought very deeply about. And conveniently, this episode is going to be dropping exactly one week before that particular day in question. And that day is Black Friday. But before we kind of jump jump into our, our topic here today and the meat of what we're going to get to, did want to um, hop over to Mark here. I think he was going to share another review with us yeah. for our podcast. Well, we have just totally been floored by the feedback and uh, the responses. We get folks uh, finding us all over the place from iTunes and Spotify, and uh, they're leaving us great reviews. And I wanted to just encourage anyone uh, to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast if you don't already. Uh, And you can do that by going to notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and then just click the subscribe button on any of the platforms you like, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Spotify. You can also help other people find it uh, and feel uh, that they would want to subscribe by just leaving us a quick five-star review. Uh, If you've liked it, if you found value in what we're doing here and what we're sharing, Lindy23 wrote this uh, five-star review, and I just wanted to read it really quick. She says, great insights. I've enjoyed listening to this podcast. They have some great insights about financial management and success. Definitely a good listen if you want to feel secure in your own financial future. So thank you, Lindy, for doing that. And uh, again, anyone who would like to also leave a five-star review, we might just read yours on our next episode. (laughs) So often on this podcast, we are focused on Wall Street. You've heard us talk about it uh, in previous episodes. But today, we're going to take a little uh, detour. We're going to take a field trip on our podcast (laughs) all the way over uh, across the island to another street in New York City, Madison Avenue. Madison Avenue is not really known for its stock exchanges, but rather for the industry of advertising. So I'd say both streets are equally pervasive in our collective and personal finances in our country today. Uh, what do you think, Holly? Would you agree that you know we've got as much on Madison Avenue as uh, Wall Street? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe more, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, I might even say that Madison Avenue is even more powerful than Wall Street. Uh, at least in our day-to-day reality. I mean, how many times do you get a commercial thrown in your face, Uh, whether on YouTube or on television or just listening, driving down the street? Mm -hmm. Uh, And what was Madison Avenue's most effective advertising campaign? Something called Black Friday. So what is Black Friday? Where did it come from? So Black Friday is known for being one of the biggest retail consumer spending days in the universe, at least the known universe anyway. So give us some (laughs) stats on what we're talking about here, Holly. Yes, so for this current year, for 2018, 137 million people will go to stores over what is now kind of the four-day Black Friday weekend. So over those four days, 
is 137 million people uh, will go to a store or do some form of shopping on Black Friday. And actually, that's an increase. That's more than a third increase from the 102 million in 2015. So in three years, increased by a whole third. Um, In 2017, each shopper spent on average $967.13, which is a total of $682 billion. Wow, I'm just trying to do the math on that really quick. 967 times 137 million is, can I even do that? How many commas are there? <laughs> uh, Can you follow it back? <laughs> yeah, is it billion? yeah, $132 billion spent over four days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay, go on. And that's an increase of 4% over uh, from 2016. So, in fact, it's actually consistently above inflation that the revenue of Black Friday is increasing. Um, so it's just a, a, a huge day that just everyone goes out shopping and everyone's spending spending all the money. <laughs> yeah, this is according to the National Retail Federation. And what was interesting, right, Holly, that the, the only year that it went down was 2008. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, down 4.6%. So it's full of great deals. It's great for finding discounts, rebates, anything to get you in through their doors and to buy as much stuff as possible. Um, but, you know, we're not so average. You know, if the average person is uh, burning through $967, um, what's what's what about us, Holly? What do, what do you think? What What is our view on this? Yeah. So, I mean, based on the numbers, we really know kind of what the average person is doing on Black Friday. They're out there spending their money, uh, probably on, you know, money that they don't have on things that they don't need uh, to the tune of almost $1,000. To impress people they don't even like. I think that's the end of that quote, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so, so, so many people will say, but, you know, what about gifts? People are out shopping for gifts. That's what typically you'll hear people say about Black Friday. But, um, you know, my hypothesis on this is actually that people aren't shopping for gifts on Black Friday, um, but rather they're actually spending it on themselves and buying personal items rather than gifts for other people. Well, it's true. Actually, self-gifting is on the rise. Uh, America's Black Friday and also Cyber Monday are really uh, comparable to what's going on in China right now. They call it Singles Day, which is this nationwide event of, uh, it's basically the anti-Valentine's Day, basically, (laughs) uh, event for sales geared toward individual shoppers looking to buy themselves gifts. Uh, So it's uh, just a chance for you to buy yourself something. Wow, what a marketing campaign that is, if I've ever heard one. (laughs) So a recent study said 64% of people said that they'll be buying something for themselves this Black Friday weekend. And at that time, the National Retail Federation cited that 60% of shoppers were buying items for themselves uh, and that marketers were starting to take note of this and even encourage that behavior. Yep, yep. And so really our question is, you know, what about you though, our listeners? So if the average person is spending money on Black Friday and most likely spending it on themselves or maybe just spending most of it on themselves, right? I mean, it's a big shopping cart. And so I'm sure it's a plethora of, you know, things for yourself, but then maybe sprinkle in a couple things for other people that make you feel better about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, what about, what about you? I mean, if you're still listening by this 63rd episode, we can assume that you want to be different and not follow the crowds. And so I would say, you know, this Black Friday, maybe you could go about Black Friday a little bit differently and maybe even kind of 
beat the system and use it to your advantage rather than the retailers. So, so we shouldn't just let this day be a revenue day for the stores. And if they are going to get some money out of us, well, maybe we should make sure that we're getting a little bit of value out of it as well and yeah. something in return. Yeah. I mean, why do they call it Black Friday? It's because uh, it's that one day out of the year that retail stores can go from being in the red, meaning not financially solvent, to in the black, meaning they're making profits. Uh, so they stake their entire year off of taking money out of your hands on that particular day. I mean, what if a bunch of bank robbers got together and picked one day out of the year to rob every bank in the country? Uh, would people be upset about that? Would banks be upset about that? Would it still be a crime if it was organized? I think so. Uh, so, you know, what if you turn the tables on big retail? Uh, what if you had a, uh, you know, a chance to take back Black Friday? Uh, because it's the one day you chose finally, finally, finally to keep yourself in the black uh, and instead of going into the red. Yep. And so maybe you don't need to spend that much money at all. Maybe you don't need to drop that $1,000 like everyone else is. You can avoid the madness and stay home on Black Friday. I mean, certainly that's a viable option. Um, you don't need to participate in the Black Friday festivities. And hey, clearly you'll save yourself a thousand bucks. I mean, talk about, you know, you want to have an extra thousand bucks in your bank account while well, just mm-hmm. don't do any shopping that weekend. And there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there, what's, you know, what's better than 80% off? A hundred percent off. Yeah, off. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and so when it comes, I mean, there's obviously a couple different things going on here with Black Friday, though. You can do shopping for yourself and you can do shopping for others, right? So when it comes to yourself and when it comes to going about Black Friday right, let's say, or going about Black Friday in a strategic way, uh, just don't buy things for yourself that you don't need, period. That's just what I would say about that category. You know, when Mm -hmm. it comes to buying things for yourself on Black Friday, don't buy yourself things you don't need. Even if it's on sale, it doesn't make it any cheaper than not buying it in the first place. Okay. Um, One exception and one thing I'll even admit to doing myself is if there's something I know I'm going to be needing coming up soon. And so then I guess there the kind of logic is, is that if I'm going to need to buy it in the near future anyways, I might as well get it on sale. But that doesn't mean I should be buying things that I wouldn't have ever thought that I needed or bought later on down the road. So I've done this in the past when I know that I'm going to be needing a new you know, winter jacket or I know I'm going to be needing new snow boots coming up this winter or something because we live in Chicago. So mm-hmm. it's a very real thing. Um, and so what I'll do is like, okay, well, if I'm going to have to buy these snow boots anyways, might as well get them while they are on sale for Black Friday versus waiting until, you know, I, the most urgent moment, maybe that's in December, maybe that's in January, and I might pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm really not looking to just buy things for myself for fun. And, you know, instead of buying something on that moment, uh, there are two tips here we'll give you as, as our Black Friday ninjas listening to us today. Um, you can either uh, go on to the web and select something and add it to your cart, or if you look carefully, you can see add to wish list. And uh, Amazon has one of those. I'm sure many other websites do as well. You can build a wish list for yourself. You can even add wish lists and create lists for other members of your family. Um, My family has done this for years and years and years, and it's pretty cool. You actually get what you are wanting for your holidays, which is cool. Instead of that, you know, ugly sweater uh, or those pair of socks, you get the thing that you actually were hoping for. Uh, (laughs) What a concept. 
And also, uh, you can delay buying it by just adding it to your wish list. I feel personally that I still get that dopamine hit if I just add it to the wish list. Oh, I'll, maybe I'll get it later. And it takes some of the edge off. You know how many things I've taken off that wish list over the years? Stuff I would have ended up buying if I didn't have that option. So the other thing you might look at is Consumer Reports has a, uh, usually once a year or so, they'll, they'll publish what time of year it's the right month to buy your refrigerator or those snow boots like you mentioned. You know, it's better to buy them in June, for example, than December, for example, uh, in general. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right, though. There are some deals that you can find if you look and know where to find them uh, when those special holiday sales come along. Mm -hmm. What about for gifts? Yes. So that's when it comes to, you know, what we just talked about is all about buying for yourself. But what about for others? Because, of course, that is still a, an important part of the Black Friday shopping. And so what you can do is just look at creative alternatives to spending money on things. Of course, you can, um, you know, buy gifts for other people through Black Friday, but there's other things that you can do as well. Um, you know, rather than I, I guess one way of putting it would be, you know, spend a day, not just money when it comes to a gift for someone. So give that gift of experiences or spending a day with them. You know, say for Christmas, I'm giving you, you know, pick your Saturday and mm -hmm. we're just going to spend that day together um, or, you know, whatever experience you may have in mind. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You could like, I could imagine we're gathered around the chestnuts on an open fire and we're uh, pulling out our calendars to pick out a day we're each going to spend with them. That's really cool. So think about it. How many gifts can you remember that you got from somebody or even gave to somebody else from three years ago or even last year? Uh, does anybody have any? I don't. I can't really think of many. Uh, but how many memories, how many experiences can you think back on that had an, a major impact on your relationship with that person? Probably, I guess, a lot more. Uh, so what about some other strategies? Yeah, I mean, of course, there's always the classic coupon book uh, for, you know, people that have heard of that, where you can be a single coupon or a little booklet of coupons that you just kind of put together. And you can find some really, um, you know, kind of cute or fun, printable free templates online for these two, or you can make it yourself, um, where, you know, just kind of put together little paper coupons almost, where it's like, you know, this is good for um, one afternoon at your favorite uh, park or museum or show um, or this is good for, you know, even just something simple like one homemade meal um, on a you know particular weekday so that you don't have to worry about coming home and cooking or something like that. So things you can give to your spouse, things you can give to your siblings, your parents, your kids, um, you know, just come up with like fun little um, things you can do for them that might ultimately yeah. end up meaning a lot more to them in the long run than getting them that scarf. So, you know, you we're know. talking about the five love languages a little bit here. You've got gifts, which is one, uh, quality time, which is kind of like that gift of experience. Then you've got acts of service, kind of your coupon books. I hadn't mm -hmm. really thought about this until just now. Yeah. What about, uh, you had some really cool stories about around DIY gifts. Say, say some more about that. Yeah. And so that's another thing you can do as well. Um, you know, of course, that you would probably want to have some inclination in this area. But I mean, DIY is a huge craze right now. And there's a lot of people that are, are really into it. And you can come up with some really fun ideas and gifts to give people if you even have just an inkling of that creative gene um, for you. And with it being such a big 
craze, there's there's a ton of YouTube videos and Pinterest boards and things revolving around it. So it's not like you have to invent the wheel yourself. Um, there's a lot of tutorials and websites that'll walk you through exactly how to make different gifts for people. And and they're they're actually kind of cool now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think like back in the day, maybe or for me anyways, when I think about DIY, I think about like the you know macaroni necklaces the kids would bring home I to their parents. I all the time. Come on, those were awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they're precious in their own way. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, so sometimes you kind of think to those are like making kind of tackier things. But I've actually made gifts for my friends. That's not just like, oh, for my parents, I'm making you this sentimental thing and you're mm-hmm. going to like it because mm-hmm. it's sentimental, not because it's actually something you'd want to hang on a wall. Um, whereas nowadays with this DIY, some of them have actually become kind of cool. I made actually these concrete candles and painted them with this gold paint and kind of a geographic design. I used like painter's tape to mark it off on it and uh, painted it in really simple. I mean, fairly inexpensive. I had to, you know, buy the candle. I put it in. I think I found some concrete that like mix um, that was just like in my parents' garage, you know, and so it's like couldn't have been cheaper necessarily and and was fun for me to do. And they were... um, my friend really enjoyed it. She thought it was really unique. And I'm and just trying to figure out how you light concrete on fire. That just seems crazy. To well, me. you put the candle in the concrete, oh, okay. so the concrete okay, is it, just the uh, the concrete is just <laughs> like the holder for it, and then the candles on the inside. All so. right, got well, and and so Katrina one time she uh, made uh, ball jars with all the ingredients for a soup mm-hmm. uh, and gave those out for a gift. Uh, and I I received one that was just really meaningful to me recently. My my mom actually passed away last year. And uh, the, let's see, my brother's mother-in-law helped operate and run a funeral home. And I guess she had had lots of experience with uh, giving awesome gifts. And this really just touched me to the core. And it probably didn't cost her a lot to make. So they they went through my mom's house and got uh, much of the clothes. And as they were kind of emptying out the house, took a lot of the clothes that would have just been thrown away or donated and turned in, turned those shirts and clothes and dresses into a big quilt and different parts and pieces of different shirts and everything. I got to say, Holly, it was just a tremendous gift, very meaningful. Yeah. Took her, I don't know how long to make, but um, it certainly didn't cost a lot, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And that'll be in my house for you know, a generation or more. Mm-hmm. So uh, really valuable, doesn't have to cost a lot, right? Absolutely. So, so what are some strategies maybe for that for that dreaded Black Friday when it comes? <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of some some ideas if you are trying to completely forego Black Friday entirely. So, you know, don't buy things for yourself and maybe try to come up with some creative alternatives for buying gifts for other people. And you can at least avoid you know, half of the Black Friday stress and and problems. Um, but of course, we also understand that sometimes it just makes good sense to still do some some shopping on Black Friday. So we came up with just a couple strategies and different things that you can do to have a successful Black Friday um, and still be able to buy something. You know, we're not saying you can never buy anything on Black Friday, um, but at least be strategic about it. So the first thing here is save so that you can afford to uh, buy and spend money on Black Friday. My mind is just blown right now. You're saying I'm supposed to save money before I spend it? Is that the key here? Okay. Yes, yes. All right. That well, would be important. You know, we're, we're going deep today. But you're right. You can have a separate category in your budget or even a separate bank account 
where you transfer that money automatically every month out of your uh, operating expenses, out, you know, every month out of the year. So you've got it ready to go for the holidays and Christmas time. So you don't have to wait till January. You could at least, you know, you know, we're dropping this in November. You could still save a month or two's worth of savings to help put the blunt against that, uh, that cost, uh, that upcoming cost. Uh, credit cards should not be an option. Uh, temporarily, just put them out of your wallet if you have them. Uh, and just set them in a drawer somewhere, uh, or you can mail them to me. That'd be fine if you want to. <laughs> I'll hold them. I'll hold them for you. Uh, or if you're buying online, you can put those cards out of reach. You know, just where you can't get access to them. Um, that's another option. Certainly, I'd recommend making a list uh, and check it twice. Right? Okay. Uh, you can create it. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Uh, you can create a spreadsheet of the people. Katrina's great at this. She does this uh, every year. Uh, she creates a little sheet of the people that we'd like to give a gift to and about how much we felt comfortable spending for each person. You just kind of have to get down to brass tacks there. It's not like you're valuing the relationship by how much you're spending. But you're being an honest uh, spender so you don't uh, regret the gift after you give it. Uh, you can make sure that that spreadsheet that you total up uh, is no more than the money you're ready to spend and that that equals what you have in your budget to spend on the holidays. Uh, what are what are some other ideas for when you're actually doing some some shopping online? Mm-hmm. And so once you have the money saved up, and so you've been saving it all year, you're ready to go for Black for um, Black Friday, and and you know that you have a certain amount that you can spend on gifts. Maybe it's a little bit less because you came up with a creative ideas for a couple other people. Um, but for the people that you really do just genuinely want to buy something for, um, then you can scour the web for discounts. Um, there's actually a number of different websites that will do all of the research for you when it comes to Black Friday. And they'll let you know which store is going to have, you know, which item the cheapest. So really, sometimes it's just as simple as a Google search. I mean, it won't take you longer than two minutes um, just to figure out, you know, where you can buy it the cheapest. So rather than maybe just buying it at the store that you're already at, you know, you can just do um, an online order from that store for that particular item. And so many stores do free shipping things around Black Friday too that, you know, you probably won't spend any more trying to get it from that other store rather than um, maybe one you're, you're already at anyways. And so this, I would say though, this is um, especially for like electronics or appliances and things like that, um, where where that's more common, I can't say it would necessarily work for, you know, my sister wants this navy blue headband. <laughs> where am I going to find that cheapest? That may not work. But, you know, any of the video games, um, you know, bigger electronic items, if you want to get someone, um, you know, the latest, um, you know, iPad or iPod or something, mm-hmm. then a lot of times you just do a quick search. You know, what are the Black Friday deals for this? thing. And then um, there'll actually be a lot of websites they'll go through and tell you like which each store's promotion is going to be, including their rebates and store discounts. And so depending on which is more valuable to you, you can pick where you want to buy it from. You know, when you're when you're actually physically shopping, you have some things to your disadvantage, uh, like sights and smells can kind of lure you into the next store. But there's some ways you can be strategic too. I mean, you could be a covert black op, right? Santa's SEAL Team 6. You could drop in, drop out, like nobody even knew you were there, you know, just go in, get that thing, get out. Um, I'm, I feel especially skilled at that for some reason. How, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just genetic. I don't know. Uh, you can, but when you're online, you can do similar things. You could set a timer for how long you're going to be on that uh, one website so you don't linger on other, uh, you know, products. Uh, you can hack Black Friday uh, because most people are buying online now. In fact, online sales rose 18% in 2017, 18%. 
I mean, if part of your business was growing 18% a year, you'd, you'd funnel more of your resources into that to even get more yield, right? Mm-hmm. So sales uh, hit a record. According to Adobe Systems, they said that sales hit a record of $7.9 billion online last year. 40% of these purchases were done through mobile phones, mobile phones. So you're doing your Black Friday while wow. you're watching the Thanksgiving parade on your couch. Uh, so just be ready for that, uh, which, by the way, mobile phones are up. Uh, sales are up 29% from the previous year. So people people are obviously moving their habits to online and mobile purchasing. And we have these ancient brains that are not re- really caught up with the modern buying and advertising techniques of Madison Avenue and Black Friday. So mm-hmm. one of the things we can do is put a shopping cart uh, full of stuff on our phones or online and just leave it there for a few hours. Nobody's going to, you know, take it out of there for you. It's not like someone's going to yank it out of your shopping cart like if you were actually at the mall. Uh, Instead, put a timer on your phone, wait a few hours, breathe deeply, maybe try a little meditating. (laughs) Uh, It actually does help. You could even take a nap if that's your cup of tea before buying something. Uh, You know, you will be sleeping off all that tryptophan from the turkey from the day before. So this does take some of the urgency off. Uh, If the deals last all weekend, put a timer for the following morning when you have the highest amount of willpower. Studies say you can usually resist things a little better after you've had a good night's sleep. And then finally, and this one kind of came to me as sort of a curveball when I was thinking about this for today's episode. What if you just spent one 365th of your income, annual income, on Black Friday and then another one 365th on Cyber Monday? That means that you wouldn't spend any more than your average daily income uh, on those particular days, keeping you from, you know, just destroying your spending for the for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what if, for example, if you made $100,000 uh, this year, then that means you could spend no more than $293.98 on Friday and another on Cyber Monday. So that would be the amount that you could spend each, uh, each of those two ho- quote-unquote holidays. Uh, You can do this by just uh, multiplying your paycheck by how many times you get paid. You can also look at your adjusted gross income on your tax return from last year. That's right. Uh, I said your tax return uh, on uh, on Thanksgiving weekend here. Uh, (laughs) But on line 37, you can find that adjusted gross income. Here's the rationale. So by only looking at reducing your expenses, which is what most of our podcast episode today has been about, you might end up, unfortunately, ending up in a scarcity mindset. But you can't just have a abundant mindset when you're, you know, um, uh, trying to reduce expenses. It's important to have an increase in your income, too. We've had previous episodes, which are all about the top line of your budget. The income portion is important. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't just pretend you have an abundant mindset as you're swiping your card for that 2,000-inch flat screen TV. You actually have to be abundant, meaning you actually have to make more money. Uh, And when you want to buy more next year, uh, it might encourage you to go out and earn some more income all year long. Right, Holly, would you say anything to that? Yeah, no, I think that that makes sense. And again, this isn't about, um, again, saying that never buy anything ever (laughs) or having that Mm -hmm. scarcity mindset. Um, It's just about being strategic about it if you are going to spend it and spending money or not spending money you don't have or you can't afford to spend in the first place. Um, And so absolutely that abundance mindset can be helpful in some contexts, but maybe not on on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, but really, 
at the end of the day, the, the point of all this is just to make Black Friday work for you and for you to enjoy the days and weeks and months that follow Black Friday rather than trying to dig yourself out of that hole that you got yourself into on that day by running up the credit cards and um, you know not being able to pay for it at that time. Yeah, it, it does come down. I, I personally, maybe I'm a kinesthetic learner, but I, I learn through being uh, aware and conscious of what I'm feeling in my body. You know, I'm going to be breathing deeply as I do my shopping, whether online or in store. And hopefully that'll help me and hopefully, dear listener, it'll help you uh, withstand some of the temptation of Madison Avenue. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for this special episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. We'll see you next week, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.